Welcome back to the Carnivore Yogi Podcast. This is episode 45, and today I spoke with Heather Shepard, who is the creator of Sunlight Rx. Now, Heather is an integrative healer who has a Bachelor of Arts in Nutritional Science, a four-year master's education in alternative medicine, and a seven-year apprenticeship in frequency healing, and she experienced her own traumatic brain injury, which is what brought her to studying light and studying with Dr. Jack Cruise. So I really wanted to speak with her about how she works with clients. She uses homeopathy, but she really uses sunlight. She uses nature. She uses a lot of things that are at no cost to you that are free. And you guys know I am very much into quantum healing right now. It is a huge topic of interest for me. And I've had the pleasure of meeting Heather through a certification course that I just completed. So I think that you guys are really, really going to enjoy this conversation with Heather. Again, we talk about how she uses sunlight and the earth and all sorts of natural modalities to heal her clients, why you probably don't wanna be looking at your cell phone when you first wake up in the morning, and all of the things that you can do to start healing yourself on this quantum level. So you're gonna wanna check out all of her information in the information section to follow her and get a hold of her work. I also want to thank the sponsors of today's show. The first sponsor is going to be Optimal Carnivore. You guys know I'm a huge fan of their grass-fed organ complex and their beef liver complex. Getting enough of these nutrients in the winter is absolutely vital to your immune system. So these are supplements that me and my family take on a daily basis. You can use my code carnivore with an uppercase Y at Amazon to save 10% on the complex, on the beef liver supplements. And thank you to Optimal Carnivore for sponsoring today's episode. The second sponsor of today's episode is Upgraded Formulas. Another product that I just absolutely cannot do without, I have all of my clients get the hair tissue mineral analysis with a consultation because many of us have underlying mineral issues that are causing us to have poor sleep, fatigue, muscle weakness, just energy issues, sometimes depression, anxiety, and they can also lead to issues with your thyroid. So I love the hair tissue mineral analysis with a consultation to help people target how much they need of sodium, potassium, magnesium, all these other trace minerals, instead of just buying a bunch of supplements and just guessing, I need this, I need that, I think I need this or that, you could be causing yourself more harm than good. So check out Upgraded Formulas, use my code YOGI12 to save on anything over on their website. And thanks again to Upgraded Formulas for sponsoring today's episode. Let's get right on into today's show. All right, you guys, thank you so much for coming back and tuning into today's episode. I am so excited for today's guest. Heather Shepard has quite a wonderful story of her own of healing using circadian biology. And she really works with a ton of clients as well, has many years experience working with clients, helping clients to heal through what is called her Sunlight RX program. And she also does some homeopathy as well. So Heather, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, my pleasure. It's great to be here with you. And uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your story and how you got into 
circadian biology, quantum physics? How did that happen for you? <laughs> really unexpectedly. Um, but it, it actually started in my early twenties when I got in a bad car accident. And at that time I was, uh, or up until that time in my life, I was an avid athlete. I played, um, basketball in college. I played division one basketball. Then after that, I went and trained professional athletes. And, um, so I was very much in the athletic world. And so one morning I was driving to work, lost control of my car, um, just by myself, you know, in the car, solo, lost control, no idea what happens, uh, hit a telephone pole, split it in two and, uh, was knocked unconscious. So, um, I had a pretty bad concussion, TBI, traumatic brain injury, um, which all the scans, MRI, CAT scan, clear, like you're all good. Nothing's wrong. You're cleared. Go back to work. And I was like, whoa, I feel horrible. I had migraine headaches, dizziness, vertigo, no energy, brain fog. Literally every time I would take a step, it would send shooting pains into my brain. And I literally couldn't walk because mm -hmm. of the effect that that pressure put on, on my brain and my brainstem. So while they, all the, the allopathic physicians were like, Hey, good to go, go back to work. I was like, Whoa, I can't even think about walking. I can't even walk, let alone show up and, um, teach an athlete how to sprint or lift weights, you know, et cetera. So, um, so that took me on this healing quest and I was like, well, let me try uh, Western medicine. Let me try allopathic medicine. And there was actually not even anything to try. It's like they don't have any um, good solutions, treatment protocols for anybody with a brain injury. They would just said, hey, maybe you have a seizure disorder, which I had no seizures. And then they mm -hmm. wanted to like put me down this track. And I was like, whoa, like that is not what I'm experiencing. And um, and I got very anxious when they told me that because I was like, whoa, do I have this thing that they're telling me I have, but I'm not actually experiencing it. So um, I ran as fast as I could in the, in the opposite direction, which took me on this whole other path of getting into holistic medicine. I ended up going to uh, Chinese medicine school and, um, and because acupuncture was literally one of the only things that would bring me some relief. I'm talking short-term mm -hmm. relief for maybe a few hours, maybe 24 hours, I would experience some relief. And so, um, so I did that and I was like, hmm, maybe this is going to be the thing that helps me recover. Um, and it was supportive in, for short period of periods of time but it never, um, it never held. Uh, and, and my symptoms would always come back in a few hours to a few days. So, um, I was really disappointed. I was frustrated. This is, you know, 10 years after my car accident. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. And at that point I had, um, a lot of anxiety, panic attacks, my gut brain access was totally uh, wonky from, from the car accident. And so I was like, okay, this isn't working, you know, craniosacral ac mm -hmm. acupuncture chiropractic it wasn't working. And I was like, hmm, this is, this is like literally everything that people, you know, are telling me to do this. Is, I'm doing everything right, you know, on paper. And so, um, and so at the time I went to Chinese medicine school in Portland, Oregon, super rainy, cloudy. My anxiety oh, yeah. was really bad there. 
And so I had this dream one night. It was like Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I was like, I have never thought of Santa Fe, let alone New Mexico in my entire life. But um, a few months later, I took a road trip there. And, and the thing I remember was how sunny it was. It was literally sunny all the time in winter and summer. And I started to feel better. Um, but I wasn't spending a lot of time outside in the sun because I hadn't made the connection yet. Um, until I came across uh, some work by uh, Dr. Jack. And I was like, huh, okay, you know, maybe there's something to this. And I started to go outside more. I started to watch the sunrise and literally within seven to 10 days, I wasn't dizzy. I didn't have migraine headaches. I would always get a migraine headache when I went outside in the sun. Um, I was sleeping better. Uh, my digestion was improving. And literally the only thing I was doing was getting more sunlight starting at sunrise. So, um, I just continued on this path. I was like, okay, I'm going to spend time in at sunrise. I'm going to be out there. Then I'm going to spend time in all the different sunlight spectrums. And, um, within eight months, I was almost a hundred percent, like free of all the symptoms I was trying to tackle for over a decade. And I was like, holy shit. Like who knew like this free thing in the sky was going to help me make this much improvement in my health. Now I also added in things like homeopathy because the sun didn't help a lot with the panic attacks, mm. which the homeopathy did, um, which is really common after someone has a PTSD event to kind of um, have these kind of panic episodes um, that don't make any sense to, to people who don't experience them. Um, so I started to piece together um, what's called the Sunlight RX just after my own personal healing experience because um, I experienced such dramatic positive health effects just from being in several different sunlight spectrums throughout my day. So that's kind of how it started. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a lot to unpack. Um... Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think one of the things that people don't really realize is that there are different spectrums of the sun and different times of the day going out is going to do, and they build on one another as well. That's, that's the other yeah. thing that I think people don't really understand is like, don't go out in the middle of the day tanning if you didn't wake up and get sunrise, right? Like it's not going to yes. do the same thing for you. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's really important because we don't, we don't connect that in our brains. Um, right. and, and I think it's just because we've adopted a more modern lifestyle. You know, we go to jobs, we work, and these jobs are mostly indoors. They're mostly in front of a screen. And so we go outside when we can. And it's like, right. well, that's usually lunch break at, at noon or something, right? So, um, but, but this is actually doing our bodies a real disservice because, um, That'll, that'll set us up for, for burning. We don't prep the, the biology, the skin for, you know, this innate ability to absorb UVB light in the afternoon. And we really have to prep the skin and the body um, earlier in the day to be able to achieve this task later in the afternoon when UVB light is present. Yeah. Cause UVB like gets the bad rap for everything. And you know, oh, I've man. seen 
all the time, it's going to cause skin damage and skin cancer and burn. And yeah, if you are properly prepping your body, like you said, starting that hormonal production first thing in the morning, it's a protection against those things, right? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, it's the body is so ingenious when we put it in the right environment and we can definitely relate this to the hormones, to the metabolism, to, um, making vitamin D later in the day. But as you mentioned, there's this, there's a synchronicity that happens when we're in sunlight in this chronological fashion, so to speak, starting with sunrise. So at sunrise, you go outside, you watch the sun come over the horizon and the color temperature of the sun at that time is predominantly red and blue light. And this is a really important signal for your endocrine system because it stops the, it pauses the, the, the release of melatonin, which is, we're hoping is released at night. And then when we see the sunrise, your body, boom, it's able to make that switch to pause melatonin and go over to this cortisol release that starts when we see the sunrise. And this is exactly what we want. This is when we want our cortisol levels to start to increase. Now, they're not going to be highest at that point, but over time, in the, as you go to sunrise and you go to UVA and then you get to the apex at UVB, that um, cortisol is going to increase in its release in your bloodstream as the sun moves towards its apex in the sky. And so that's a really important switch that our hormones need to make so we can be productive and we can be energized during our day and we can get things done. You know, we don't have to depend on coffee if we don't want to, um, at least not like six cups to keep us going, you know, and Red Bulls, right? So if we literally work to fix our cortisol release timing, we can improve our energy levels. But not only that, what happens is as the sun moves higher towards its apex, more blue light comes into the, to the um, solar spectrum. And that blue light actually stimulates more release of cortisol. And as you get more cortisol running through your bloodstream and UVB light shows up, that's like an antidote to sunburns. Mm. So we want if we just go outside at noon and we're like, hey, I'm going to make vitamin D, you're actually not going to make that much vitamin D, especially um, because you didn't prep your skin with red light at sunrise. Because red is also, if you precondition your skin with red light from sunrise, that prevents sunburns. But the thing that we don't talk much about is this importance of blue light in the sky as well, because it increases this cortisol release as the sun goes up to its apex, which counters sunburns. And when we counter sunburns, we tan more, the skin darkens, and we make more vitamin D. It's mm. awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, uh-huh, and, and yeah. the other thing is that I feel most people are looking at blue light when they first wake up, which is their phone. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. how is that different than... Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go into that one a little bit, because that is the biggest problem I see with people, um, when they first wake up, the first thing they grab is the phone. That's the first light going into their eyes. Is that going to make yeah. their cortisol like way too high or like 
how does that affect that whole um, symphony of hormones? Yeah, well, such such a good question because there's a there's actually a lot to this. So, you know, probably the worst thing you can do in the morning first thing is look at your screen, and then the other thing is to turn on like all the LED lights in your house. Yeah, like not a good idea because of its effect on your endocrine system and specifically cortisol release. So if you think of the color temperature of sunrise, it's about 1600 Kelvin. And if you think of the temperature of your phone, it's anywhere between 5,700, um, 6,000 Kelvin. And so your body immediately uh, detects what time of day it is when, depending on the type of light, the color of the light, meaning the warmth and the temperature of the light that hits your retina. So if you're waking up at 1600 Kelvin with the sunrise, that's a, that's where your body needs to start. It, it can't start at this 5,700 mm-hmm. Kelvin, like blast with cortisol because suddenly it's like, it's like noon outside. That's the color yep. temperature in the sky at noon. So if you're blasting yourself with quote unquote, like noon blue light, that's going to send a mismatch to your body because it's like, Oh, wait, where did this come from? I didn't see anything coming before I got to this point. Right. You know, but there's also another thing, which is there's no other color temperature with that blue light. There's no other color present besides blue, maybe a little bit of green with your iPhone or a screen Uh, or your led. Yep. So this is going to create a mismatch state in itself. And this is, this is the biggest effect on the endocrine system in a detrimental way. It's when we look at blue without the other color temperatures present, which causes this blast of cortisol, stress hormone release. And then eventually they just become flatlined. Like you, you, if you continue with this pattern to look at your phone, look at your screen without protection or first thing in the morning or after dark you're going to flatline your cortisol levels, totally deplete your melatonin levels. And, and that's a, that's a ticket to chronic disease right there that we want to, we want to prevent. Do you think that that can also play into a lot of the depression and anxiety that people are experiencing as well? The, you know, chronic looking at your phone first and not seeing sunrise man so much Yeah, because they get that dopamine hit. They like one, you get first thing, you know, you get the cortisol spike, at, at like, boom, it goes way yep. up when we need it to go kind of like this roller coaster yep. up, you know, we need it to go really gradually, but you get that blast of cortisol, but then you also get this dopamine hit. So it's like your, your body's already releasing way too many stress hormones first thing in the morning, which we definitely don't want happening when it comes to our hormone health or metabolic health. It's, it's, going to be a train wreck for for that. Yeah, it's yeah. and that's such a hard habit to break. I mean, first of all, the sunrise every morning is a hard thing to talk people into. I feel like you have yeah. to just kind of do it yourself. <laughs> you know, just get out there and and force yourself to do it, but once you start doing it, it's it gets to be just like I can't live without it. Like I like last night I was actually having like nightmares that I missed the sunrise. And I'm, <laughs> I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I'm, my life has just taken an interesting turn here. Um, cause if, I always wake up before the sunrise now, but, um, yeah. just, just like a few minutes before I'm pretty timed to it, but 
I feel like it's, it really gets to be addicting once you start doing it. Yeah, I can totally attest to that once, first of all, it's, it can be literally like pulling teeth. Like a lot of my clients, it's like pulling teeth to say, Hey, you know, go out and watch the sunrise. A lot of people aren't morning people, right. Or they're not trained to be morning people, or they don't want to go and do that first thing in the morning. You know, they're just trained to do something else. Look at their phone, watch the TV, watch the news, you know, check their email, et cetera. Yeah. And so doing this, it's like, we always talk about the health benefits of sunlight and how amazing they are. This is way more than that. This is like a total lifestyle shift. People are not used to living outdoors and to get more sunlight requires you to literally change your life. So we can use things like indoor lighting and lamps and stuff like that, but and sometimes they have a place, but literally people, we've, we've become accustomed to this modern convenience way of living that, um, to go outside and get more sunlight challenges that. And a lot of people don't want to be challenged in that way. They want to be status quo. They just want you to tell them, turn this light on, eat this food, you know, take take this supplement. supplement. Exactly. And so it can take some time to, to, um, help people make this shift when they're not, um, they're just programmed in such a different way. It takes a special, um, it takes a special person to be able to just go outside and watch the sunrise and commit to that practice. Um, most people really have to be coached for a long time and have community support, which is why all my clients, I have a private Facebook group. Like most people need support around this in order to, um, you know, actually do it. So I am not even sure where that question was going that you asked, but, um, (laughs) I do think it's hard for, to get people out in the sunrise, but, oh, when the addiction, once you start doing it, your brain literally starts to release, um, and produce more of the feel good hormones. You have serotonin and dopamine being two of the like biggest ones. Like literally these stores get replenished. You release more dopamine, more serotonin, which makes you feel good when you're in sunlight, especially UVA sunlight. It, it releases these neurotransmitters. Yes. And So it's exactly what you're talking about. You know, you feel good when you're outside and you want to do it. And once you start your practice and commit to it, even for a week, I tell people, you're going to notice such a difference in your body that you're going to want to do it because you're literally having these feel good hormones replenished and released in the proper amounts at the correct times, which is going to make you feel better, better, like mentally, physically. Yeah. And it, it, it does require support. I mean, that's for me, yeah. I started working with Dr. Hunt back in May and she was always, you know, doing the live stream during sunrise. And I would listen to her live stream and kind of feel like guilty, like, oh, I'm not doing the sunrise <laughs> part. Like, uh, and then I just kind of started doing it. And so you have to sur- and started following other people that were doing it. And so I'm uh-huh. kind of the person that has to surround myself with people that are 
on a, on a journey like I am. And now I have a private membership group and all the people in there, we're always putting up pictures of our sunrise and I've got them, you know, walking outside barefoot. So we get, we have the funniest, um, (laughs) some of the comments are like completely hilarious. Some of them are just Uh cold therapy. Uh And so one of them just bought a cool fat burner vest to try to start that process. (laughs) And she, she, like some of the stuff that we talk about in there, the, the husbands are the ones that are just like, what the hell is going on? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. My husband <laughs> last night, he was, I had gotten some stuff in the mail. I got a grounding rod. I yes. got a tan through bikini. Right on. I got like all this stuff and I was all excited. And he was like, where's this going? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so where Sarah, what the fuck did you do with her? Like, what's going, what is going but on? <laughs> he's like, but here's the thing. Like you're really hot. So, <laughs> cause I've lost 30 pounds. So he's like, I can't really argue with what you're doing because you're really hot now. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, so like, <laughs> don't just like, let me be weird. Let me fly my freak flag. Like, yeah, it's, it's all good. You know, <laughs> good for you. Good for you. That's awesome. I think that's a huge thing. Cause when your family and friends see that, like you've lost weight, you look better, you look younger, you're feeling yeah. good. You're in a better mood. It's like, whoa, what the heck? Like, yeah. I want what she has. Like, how did she do that? Yeah. And the other thing that he just mentioned a couple weeks ago, we were out hiking because now we go hiking on the weekends. Like it's a family thing, which is new for us. I love it. Um, he's like, he's like, you're smarter. He's like, you're sharper. (laughs) You're smarter. I don't know Uh how you're doing that, but I'm like, he, cause he's still not sold on coming out to sunrise with me. I'm like, Uh it's my lifestyle. I, there's uh-huh. no supplement that I'm taking this different. There's no food I'm eating this different. Yes. It is, you know, I am eating my salmon roe spoon right on five days a week, <laughs> but you know, like it's, it's not some huge complicated thing that people, it's not, want it. To, I think they want it to be complicated. Yeah, no, I agree that they really do want it to be complicated because it makes them feel like they're doing something. Yeah. And we have this thing in our brain that says, if you're not working hard or like sweating to death or like totally exhausted after you do this thing, then it didn't really improve your health at all. And it's just total BS. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure, you know, from your own journey. Yeah. 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 From, from doing the carnivore diet hardcore for two Uh years straight Uh and wondering why I wasn't skinny I'm wondering why I wasn't having all the health miracles everyone else was having. Now, I had a lot of things that got better for me. Don't get Uh me wrong, but it wasn't what everyone said it was going to be. And that was like, and I just got off the phone with a client who had been, he's been trying to do OMAD and every other day fasting and carnivore and his diabetes is getting worse and he's feeling worse and his cortisol uh, and melatonin uh, signaling is worse. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Because this is not where you need to be focused right now. Like, yeah, we need to step away from this, stop the fasting first of all, but yeah. we need to, we need to go elsewhere with where you're putting emphasis on, on what you do with your time. And it's going to be less and less with the food right now. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Good yeah. message for him. That's so great. Yeah. Love it. 
And you work with a lot of people that have, we were, so those of you guys who are watching, I'm doing a course right now to be certified so I can be awesome like Heather. And and she's one of the teachers um, in the course. And she taught last night, an amazing, it was almost a two hour long lecture that I just, I was like, just typing the whole time, taking notes the whole time. But that's one of the things that you mentioned in your Sunlight RX program is that you work with people that really struggle with diabetes, right? Oh, yeah. I work with a lot of people who have diabetes. Um, that one's kind of close to the bone because a lot of my family just struggle with weight and obesity. Um, and after I had my brain injury, I went from a super athletic person to now I was like, what, why am I so flabby and why am I getting bigger? Mm-hmm. I thought it was my diet. Uh, but literally my brain wasn't getting the fuel and the light it needed it to heal. Um, and today I do work with a lot of people, uh, who have diabetes, uh, specifically type two. Mm-hmm. I work with some type ones, but that, that's a little, there's some things you can do depending on the stage of their, their type one and how quickly you can catch it. That's a tough one, though. That that needs a lot of other intervention homeopathically and and with the sunlight and diet. But um, I mainly work regarding diabetes with with people who have type two diabetes. And there's been a really interesting study. Maybe you're familiar with it. I think it came out a year or two ago, maybe three years ago. But linking, um, they they basically put all these people in a room with only blue light. I think there was like TVs, there was LEDs and, um, literally ate the same thing they were eating before they did this experiment. And the rate of their, uh, glucose levels being elevated, moving them towards a type two diabetic state blew through the roof, like astronomically during this study. And so I think the biggest thing here, because a lot of people, and not everyone who has type two diabetes is obese. Some people are actually like underweight and they still have type two diabetes. Um, so it's not always a weight thing. And it's also not always like they eat too much and they exercise too little, like that's not always the case. Right. But what I found is that the, and maybe you found this too, but the, the people who have the most advanced states of type two diabetes, they, rarely see the sun and they either work, they've worked an indoor life uh, job for years and they love watching TV, especially at night. Um, you know, big screen, all that blue light blasting them. Um, and we haven't made this connection yet on a mainstream level linking artificial light to things like type two diabetes and weight struggles. And it's, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. So, um, yeah, this is a, this is a big area of, of health that if we can improve these people's light environment, because UVB light also depletes, uh, glucose from the liver. Yes. So if we can work up their sunlight RX, you know, sunrise UVA, and then they get the UVB and they've primed their skin, and their, their, uh, gene clocks to accept the sunlight, the UVB, man, they're going to be in such a better place if they can, um, commit to that practice for, for sure. I hope you guys are enjoying today's show with Heather. 
I had such a great time talking with her and learned so much in this episode. I wanted to just pause for a moment and remind you if you wouldn't mind heading on over to Apple, leaving me up to a five-star review. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it out on social media. It will help me and tag Heather also. I know that she would definitely love to hear from you guys as well. So thanks again for listening to today's episode. I want to thank today's sponsors once more. Again, Optimal Carnivore, code carnivore, uppercase Y, to save on their grass-fed organ complex as well as their beef liver supplements and upgraded formulas. My code is yogi12 to save on anything over at the upgraded formulas website. Both of these products are absolutely amazing and I use them daily. So I'm excited to have them on as sponsors of the show. All right, speaking of which, let's get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so hard for people though, because like like we were just talking about, they really want to just go straight into <laughs> the supplements and the yeah. food and they don't want to give up the the TV. They don't want to give up the phone. They don't want to give up the artificial light sources. And it's, I think it's just like hard for them to buy into like, Hey, if I go walking barefoot, you know, yes. at these specific times of day that yeah. this is going to actually help me. So yeah. How do you kind of get people to make that jump? To actually... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. And it actually might not be like, um, it's not actually circadian biology related, so to speak. It's more, that's more when homeopathy comes into play because mm. a lot of people, um, homeopathy doesn't just focus on symptoms. It's like, what's their personality like? Mm. Are they stubborn? Are they shut down emotionally? Are they like have a super hyper sex drive? Like what's their personality like? Mm. Because are they are they lazy? Are they literally don't have any energy to get out and see the sunrise? You yes. know, do they can they literally not get off their ass and do it? Like yep. that that could be the case. Like I think they, it is for a lot of people. Yeah, like they literally might not be able to do that. And a lot of people in the circadian biology world, they're like, just get out there and do it. And yeah. some people can, but honestly, some people literally can't do that. Mm. And so um, this is where I found the homeopathy to be helpful because it can help address some of these stuck patterns in the constitution, in the personality that um, prevents them from some imbalance in their mental, emotional state and their physical body from literally moving forward with things or thinking it's not important or being addicted to work so they can't go out and do it. You know, it's really individual, but um, that's honestly one way that I've um, been able to approach this subject with greater efficacy than, hey, just go do it because most people, honestly, it'll be like pulling teeth for them to just go do that. Um, so, you know, I, I found that there can just be some blocks in, in the constitution um, for, you know, many different reasons, whether it's some programming they had, whether mm. it's like literally a genetic thing they don't have, like their, their mom was stubborn and their grandmother was, you know, stubborn and, uh, 
these things can, if they're passed through the generations without being addressed, um, they can become more intense, especially the more we live indoor lifestyles, mm. but also the more we do suppressive therapies like antibiotics, like oh, prescription yeah. drugs, like vaccines, the more we suppress our immune system, the more we, we not only suppress our physical body, but also the mental emotional as well. And so there can be these blocks around the mental emotional state for reasons very individual to the person. And so I feel like addressing those is exceptionally helpful for helping somebody to move forward with some of these things if they're feeling stuck. So how does, what does that look like exactly? I know it's different for every person, but (laughs) just in a general sense. So, um, it's so specific. So let me see if I can think of an example here with, uh, with a client. Um, so let's say somebody doesn't want to go. They know they have to go out and see the sunrise. They like Mm -hmm. know it. They know the information. They know how good it is for them. They've read all about it. They've, done everything to linearly learn the information, but they can't do it because, um, they can't do it because they're addicted to work. Like Mm. they wake up and they're like, Hmm, that, that should be good, but I have to send this email and I have to, you know, do X, Y, and Z for work. Like first thing in the morning. So, um, used to be me (laughs) that, that like literally used to be me. Like, I don't have time for these things. I got to work first and then I could like weave in a little bit of self-care. Um, so let's say you have somebody like that and they, they, they literally, they need to get their work done. They're really, um, uh, focused on that versus prioritizing them themselves and their self-care. So, um, the homeopathy for people who are unfamiliar with this topic, there's, there's literally a, like thousands of remedies, different remedies. One of the most common one that maybe many of you or your listeners have um, heard of is, is Arnica. You know, if you mm. get a, a bruise, you get a head injury, mm-hmm. this was really helpful for my head injury. Mm. You take a really high dose of Arnica, you know, one dose of Arnica, high dose and dramatic impacts for anybody with a uh, uh, head injury or um, hemorrhagic stroke. Awesome for those wow. conditions. Okay. So literally like Arnica, there's a thousand different remedies. I used to use it when I was in yoga teacher training and I would okay. train all weekend. I like had to rub my body down with Arnica. That okay. was the, And then I'd get up the next day and I could go back to, you know, 10 hours of training again and I'd be fine. Okay. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So that's, that's awesome. And Arnica can be really great for those sort of things for sure. So there, there's literally like thousands of different remedies. And so when somebody comes into my practice and let's just take this example of the workaholic who can't mm-hmm. get outside because, you know, they're addicted to their work. There's also going to be other symptoms that tie in with this person. So you have like this mental, emotional picture with the addiction to work. Maybe they're also addicted to stimulants like alcohol, like Mm. um, uh, uh, maybe drugs, maybe recreational drugs, maybe marijuana. But then they also have this physical picture like maybe they have IBS or maybe Mm. they're 
um, have anger issues or um, maybe they are, are so addicted to their work that they wake up, you know, on and off throughout the night, like just they, they can't shut their mind off about it. And so this creates a picture of where this person is when they walk into the practice and they tell you this story. And then you get this picture of, okay, what remedy aligns with what they're telling me? And if we can match the remedy to the symptoms that they're presenting, then we can help them break through these mental, emotional, and physical blocks to healing where then they can start to make choices about their health and lifestyle that they've been wanting to do, but literally have been blocked from, from Mm -hmm. doing. I'm not sure if that answers your question, but okay. Okay. Yeah. So you would basically find something, um, like Arnica or some sort of an herbal remedy that would go along with what you're trying to have them to do. Really, really good uh, distinction here that um, homeopathic remedies are not herbal remedies. They're literally like these substances that are micro diluted. Um, So, and there's only, you know, you only use one of them at a time. A lot of people use Mm. combination remedies, et cetera, that that's not uh, an effective practice. But if you can pinpoint the one remedy, like say this person I'm talking about with the overwork, the anger issues, the IBS the ineffectual urging for stool, like they, they think they have to go, but then they don't, can't go when they go for a stool, like, et cetera. This is like a classic, like Nux Vomica case. And that is like this, this substance that's micro diluted. The, the person takes this and then this works on, this is like basically the biggest quantum um, medicine that we have available to us is homeopathy because it's, some of these things are like, quote unquote, if you took them in a, on a huge dose, you could get um, um, poisoning, toxicity, oh, wow. thing, remedies like mercury, re- remedies like arsenicum right. album, you know, remedies like sulfur, like phosphorus. You take these in a, in a mega dose, you could die. You, oh, take yeah. these, you take these in micro doses where the substance isn't even in the remedy, but just the energy of the substance is there it heals the things that it causes in an overdose situation. So like arsenicum album, you overdose on that, you're going to vomit, you're going to have diarrhea, you're going to be anxious, you're going to be freezing, you're going to be shivering. But if a patient comes to you with those symptoms, diarrhea, vomiting, shivering, underweight, you give them arsenicum album, it heals those symptoms that it causes in a mega dose. Interesting. Yeah. So you don't, you, they're not, herbal remedies, so to speak, but they're, they're homeopathic remedies, which are micro dilutions of a certain substance. Got it. The whole, um, I guess circadian biology thing, I think is just so foreign to people. Like Mm -hmm. I was saying earlier, I think that they just are so skeptical that they don't (laughs) actually think it's going to work, but what kind of results do you see with people who actually do buy into it and actually do the work? That's what I'm really interested in. Very good results. Very good results. I will say that the the clients who I have who commit to their sunlight RX practice do far better. Mm, What I mean by they achieve the, whatever health goal they came in to achieve when they reached out, 
they have far better successes in getting there and getting there in a shorter period of time if and when they can they commit to a daily sunlight rx practice mm. so i mean it it's literally <laughs> it's night and day the difference between the people who can commit to it and the people who they're just not there yet or they don't want to um so you know as a um as a way to try to set people up for for better successes with this because that's why I work with people I want them to succeed with their health I don't want them to just hey you know pay me money and then good luck it's like no I actually want to see you get better because your quality of life is going to get better so now when people sign up to work with me they automatically get a homeopathic um, uh, the, the homeopathy is automatically weaved into that because so many people, they struggle with the sunlight part and the circadian mm-hmm. biology part. So I'm like, how can I better set them up for success? We have to like kill two birds with one stone basically. And I basically kill three birds with one stone. So I'm like, they get homeopathy, they get diet and they get circadian biology when they come. So they can best be set up for success with whatever they, they came to me to, to heal and to work on. Um, and I'll give you an example because this is, this is actually what helped me make that change from just, you know, hey, just circadian biology work to adding in like these other pieces have to be included as well because um, I had this client who came to me with C. diff, which, mm. um, I put a YouTube video up years ago about C. diff and how to approach it. I cannot tell you how many people reach out to me with C. diff, wow. um, who've tried antibiotics that make C. diff worse, worse, yeah, worse, worse, so yeah. much worse. I've seen it. I've seen it so much worse. They reach out to me. We do circadian biology and homeopathy and it's like amazing. It's very effective. But um, I had this client come to me once and he had C. diff and he was a night shift worker. Okay. Mm, Oh, this is the hardest, I'm sure. Very hard. But he had quit his night shift job Mm. and which was really, really great. But he was also dealing with, with C. diff at this time. He quit his night shift job. So he had years of being in this. Basically, he was sleeping during the day and awake at night Mm. and he got c diff which c diff is is related to a lot of things but one is is definitely a disharmony in one's circadian biology so he came to me and um i gave him this is back in the day i gave him diet and supplements because that's basically what i focused on then and the c diff went away but his gut microbiome there were other areas that literally were very stubborn and then they wouldn't improve. His streptococcus mm-hmm. remained high. His ben- beneficial bacteria levels remained low. Um, and this and, is on like a GI map, right? Yeah, this is a GI okay, yeah, map. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, um, so I said, hey, look, you know, you're doing awesome. You know, you did great with removing the C. diff. We, you know, awesome. And now, in order to like make these bigger strides with your with your gut health and your overall health. Um, and he ate a totally carnivore diet. He was hundred mm. percent carnivore. 
I was like, we have to, we have to get your body detecting night from day. He would scroll his phone at night, even though he wasn't a night shift worker. Cause he was just used to being up at that yep. time and his gut microbiome wouldn't change. And so I said, Hey, we, we really need to make this shift. Your, your diet's perfect. We can't, we don't even have anything to do with diet. You know, your supplement schedule is like minimal and good. And, um, you know, those things you're doing it, you're exercising. Awesome. But he didn't have any energy. His cortisol release was all messed up. His melatonin release all messed up. And um, I said, if you, don't, if you can't add in the circadian biology piece, like we can't make that progress. Yeah, it's not going to work. It didn't work. And it didn't work. Oh, and wow. this person didn't get better. And he actually couldn't do homeopathy because he was addicted to drinking coffee, which and it's like oh. coffee and cannabis. Any coffee and cannabis subs a substance will antidote the remedy. Really? Uh, yes. So if you take a remedy and let's say a day later or a week later, or even six months later, you do coffee or cannabis, and then suddenly your symptoms start to gradually come back in. So you need to avoid those substances for wow. quite a long period of time because that remedy will act on you for literally months, two years at a time. Wow. So he couldn't do it. He couldn't give up the coffee because he needed something to get him going in the morning. And he couldn't wake up to see sunrise because he was used to being on his phone at night and didn't go to sleep till two or 3 AM. And so some clients, you can take them so far, Yeah. but there's, you know, so, so sometimes, um, there's, there's some blocks, but this is why I just started including all three of these things into one yeah. to better set people up for for success, um, specifically from that client, because man, he did everything right on paper, but we couldn't Except get him the, the sunrise and we couldn't get him the remedy because of his coffee addiction. So, but if we could fix the circadian biology, then he wouldn't be addicted to coffee anymore. Right. Most That's, likely. I was a huge coffee addict up until yeah. February of this year. I decided I was cutting coffee out and I've stayed off of it and haven't needed it because I don't want it anymore. Like uh -huh. now that I have sunrise every day, I'm like, I don't even need it. Like I'm like zipping yes. around, like getting the stuff done full of energy every morning. And yes. I used to just drag my ass to the coffee maker every single morning. <laughs> that was the first thing I did. I'm like, Oh, I can't do anything until I make the coffee and drink like two cups. And then I could start my day. Yeah. But now, I mean, I can't, like a year ago, if I had seen myself say this, I would be like, hell no, I'm never giving up like, coffee. No yeah. Now I have no desire. It's like, it kind of repels me a little bit to think about it. Just, uh -huh. yeah, it's, wow. it's weird how that works. I, to, I love the taste. I love the, now I'm like, mm -mm, yeah. don't want it. Don't want you got your circadian it. biology back on point, especially your cortisol release. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. That's so. awesome. There is hope That's huge. guys. If you, <laughs> you don't have to be a slave to the coffee, I know it's scary, yeah. but yeah, you know, yeah. for me, and I don't know if you have any insight on this, but when I quit coffee, it was in February. I was not doing the sunrise yet. I didn't really mm -hmm. start doing that till like late May, probably mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. I went through a depression phase oh, when I quit yeah. coffee. And uh -huh. I was just talking with a client today that he was like, I want to quit coffee, but I can't deal with the depression that yes. comes along with giving up the coffee. And I was like, well, you got to do the sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that yeah. doing that is going to help to buffer some of that depression, but I'm curious your thoughts on that. 
definitely will help to buffer it. It will definitely because um, see, this is a really interesting thing because when we remove all the stimulants from the, the diet or the body, whether it's coffee or Red Bulls or other, you know, cocaine, whatever it is, when we remove all the stimulants from the body, then we get to see a picture of the real symptoms that are going on mm, yeah. because a lot of people are like, I ask them, Hey, are you constipated? They're like, no, I take 800 milligrams of magnesium every night. And I'm like, that is a bandaid. And you take uh. the magnesium away. They're still constipated. So it's like you take the coffee away and then we get to see what's actually going on in the organism. We can actually see a clear picture. So this person, I would guess, have maybe struggled with depression before the coffee. Oh, yeah. Like, that would, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then we get to see this clear picture that the coffee was masking, masking so to it. speak. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so we go out and we can do the sunrise and get that dopamine restored, which is low in everyone who's depressed, right? Yeah. Um, but there's also likely some mental emotional things in there around the depression because it sounds like it's probably been there for a while. And I see this like so often, like coffee, you know, then, then this will mask energy levels. It'll yep. mask uh, depression. It'll mask uh, digestive health. And then you have things like melatonin, which will mask how well you're actually sleeping you know, there's so many things out there now that people take and do um, because they're quote unquote known to be good, healthy things that actually really mask what's really going on. Yep. Oh, you know? Wow. Yeah. So when we take away stimulants and we take away a lot of the supplements, we can actually get a clear picture of what's going on. And that's when we can actually approach it in a proactive way. Wow. Because somebody comes in your practice and they're like, mm, are you constipated? No, I'm not. But I take fiber. I take magnesium at oh. night. I take Epsom salt baths five times a week. It's like, oh, you're, you're constipated. Like you take those away, then we're going to see a clear picture, you wow. know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I got to go plug sense. you in. Yeah. Come on. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's a big one though. I think that's a big one around depression because, um, constipation, depression, sleep, such a huge one with sleep. Oh, yeah. 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 The amount of people that are taking melatonin to fall asleep is, Man. that's one I really have a hard time getting people to stop the melatonin. Cause I'm like, you're literally just making things worse when you're doing that. You, yeah, you, you really are. And, um, melatonin is really an interesting one because, the body is able to make it and recycle its melatonin levels in UVA light. It's like the second sun spectrum that shows up in the sky mm. right around eight, eight to 10 AM. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that'll depend on the season that'll fluctuate. It'll depend on the season and your location and, and all of that. But, um, you're able to recycle your melatonin stores in UVA light for people who go outside. Now, if mm. you don't go outside, that's going to be an issue and you're going to need to depend on melatonin at night in order to sleep, you know? So, yeah. um, that also, you know, also really masks what's really going on. Like, are you looking at, are you looking at artificial light at night Yeah, and taking your melatonin supplement? Because that's what, like, 
we a big no-no when it comes to yeah. really getting to the to the horcrux of what's going on with your melatonin release yeah um so if we can make the environment literally dark at night after sunset or at least put on your red blue blockers you're going to preserve your melatonin levels that hopefully you were able to restore a little bit in am sunlight yeah um but taking the melatonin supplement man i've seen such it, it actually is a train wreck for the circadian biology for many reasons, but one is that these people tend to, uh, who, who take melatonin need to rely on higher and higher and higher dosages yeah. as they go. Yeah. And then, um, and then what happens is they, uh, can't wake up in the morning. Yeah. They're so tired from overdosing on melatonin. And I see the same thing with cannabis products. It's like, uh so awesome. And I'm like, I think that's actually a train wreck for circadian biology, because we get to this point where we need more and more and more in mm-hmm. order to achieve the result. And then people can't wake up in the morning, they're groggy. Um, they, they don't want to get up and see the sunrise because they need to sleep because they've overdosed on these things in order to sleep. So wow. yeah, it, it can be, it can mask so many, so many things for sure. Yeah. Melatonin such a, man, try telling somebody to get off melatonin supplements is like trying to tell somebody to quit smoking. <laughs> it really is. I've yeah. always been lucky that melatonin just gives me like the literal worst nightmares in the uh, world, but I've never been able to take it because the nightmares are so horrific that I'm just like, uh, no, I don't want anything to do with melatonin. Keep it away from me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the last thing I really wanted to talk to you about is diet because you talked a little bit, you know, the sunlight RX, you do the homeopathy and then how do you approach diet with people in your overall healing program? That's a, that's a good question. Um, it's a, it's a little bit outside of the box than what the mainstream does because but it's not so much with regard to our ancient ancestors. It's basically exactly how they approach their diet mm. um, or pretty similar. Of course, we're modern day. There's going to be some, you know, ways we have to modify, but a lot of people are big into like keto, ketogenic diet, staying mm-hmm. ketosis, a paleo diet. And it's like, before we jump on board with any of these things, let's assess like if they're actually these natural occurrences in nature. Mm. So I take the example of, um, you know, somebody, I grew up in upstate New York. So sometimes that just comes into my mind and say, Hey, upstate New York, would these people be eating a ketogenic diet in August or July? No, they're not going to be eating Mm. that. They're not going to be eating a ketogenic diet at that time of year, because there's berries, there's fall harvest, there's um, squashes, there's apples, there's all of these things that contain carbohydrates that they're going to eat at that time of year. And actually, if they didn't, they would um, be set up for issues if they get into winter, meaning uh, a lot of these people put on more weight at that time of year. Yeah. And then the winter came, food was scarce. They literally didn't have as much food to eat. They were naturally in a more, I don't even, I don't know if they were in a ketogenic state because they ate a lot of protein, you know, they ate some yeah. fat, 
Um, I'm not a huge fan of a high fat diet because most people eat the wrong kinds of fats and most modern people, their liver and gallbladder can't actually handle that amount of fat because of all the toxins and suppressive therapies we've been exposed to. Mm. Now there could be somebody who would, who could tolerate it better than others, but I found most people, they hit a wall with these like hardcore diets, um, not sustainable and they're not actually in sync with, with nature. So my diet approach really is based on where somebody lives, how much sunlight they get, Mm. spending a lot of time indoors. If somebody's looking at a screen for more of the day than somebody else there, I'm going to recommend a lot more, um, like seafood in their diet than somebody who goes outside more. Um, so it really depends on location, but I think the biggest thing to take into consideration is that, um, we're not eating carbohydrates at a time when carbohydrates cannot grow outside when they're scarce. Yep. When they're scarce, it's like, of course, we're going to get some of these into late fall and early winter with the fall harvest, where some of these, you know, root vegetables and squashes and et cetera can have a a pretty long shelf life, but those things are going to get more scarce throughout the winter. We have no idea what that even means because of the growth, you know? Yep. And not that we have to deprive ourselves, but in those situations, then what we want to do is limit our carbohydrates more when UVB light goes away Mm. and eat, focus more on protein and focus less on carbohydrates and definitely less on, on fruits. Mm. Um, so I'm very big on, on animal protein, on healthy animal fats. I'm very, um, all of my clients, I tell them to, to avoid anything that's a liquid oil uh, with the mm. exception of a high quality olive oil. And the reason being is because these are highly processed and yes. light totally, totally um, causes them to be more toxic. It changes their structure. And um, I had a client once come to me with sm- cancer of the small intestine. I work with a lot of people who have cancer also. Mm. He had a, a naturopath put her on a ketogenic diet that was vegan. So she was eating oh, so no. many vegetable oils. So many, mm-hmm. and these are even things like macadamia nut, almond, you know, avocado oil. We've thought that these things are good ideas, but our ancient ancestors never ever ate avocado oil or almond mm-hmm. oil. Like it didn't even exist. So Um, and because they don't have any saturated fat in them or cholesterol, their shelf life is going to be highly unstable. So anyway, this person came to me and she was on this diet for like six months and the the cancer had, um, what happened is she developed a spot on her liver that started to grow. And I was like, we have to stop these oils like immediately and replace it with butter, replace it with tallows, but mainly I'm a big fan of butter. So she did that one thing and the spot on her liver went away. Wow. So these, I think these oils are like, um, really important to avoid in the diet and, you know, and eating a seasonal diet is, is really important and focusing on quality protein, quality fats, um, 
is is super important. I don't know how much you want to go into detail, but I think that is like baseline, a really good place to start. But but another thing is that I think a lot of people are into fasting today and intermittent fasting. However, because people's uh, hormones and metabolism is so out of whack, we have to structure the fasting in a way that doesn't cause those hormones to go out of whack even more. So like bulletproof coffee was like one of the worst inventions for, <laughs> for our cortisol levels. And oh, yeah. technology. it's like oh, yeah. total train wreck. Yep. Yeah. The amount of women that I've talked to that message me that have lost their periods because they're doing carnivore and fasting is, and I was one of them too. Um, That's what made me dive down the rabbit hole of, you know, how to fast properly. And if someone should even fast, you know, I fast now, um, but I am very strategic about it. Like I will never fast during ovulation. I will never fast during the week before my cycle. I will never fast if I've had a bad night of sleep, if I've had trouble sleeping, you know, there's just like a big checklist that I go through of whether or not I'm going to fast. And I am not fasting a bajillion times more than I am fasting, but it's so trendy right now. And it's like such a girl for everything. And it's like, people really need to be careful with it. I think. Agree. Especially women, because it can really mess up the hormones. Uh, men have a little bit more leeway because they can't carry a baby. Right. They have totally different hormonal requirements and needs. Uh, Women, especially menstruating women. Mm -hmm. And I would highly caution against fasting, especially there's certain times of of the day when it's, you know, can be more, um, a a better idea than others. Um, But I would, I would, I never suggest to any of my clients to skip breakfast. Yeah. That's the one thing I have a hard time convincing people of is that they should try to eat a big, nice protein meal within 30 minutes or an hour sunrise. I mean, because a lot of them are leptin resistant and have no idea their leptin is sky high. And it's like, if you're, you're leptin, if you're not leptin sensitive, you should not be skipping breakfast, you're literally making things worse. But the trend is to like, not eat all day until three o'clock. You know, if I have people fast, I'm like, eat a breakfast, eat a lunch, then fast, you know, until the next morning at breakfast, if you want to do it. Yeah. Um, That, and that could be too stressful for a lot of people as well. But it's, yeah, it's a conversation that's, I don't think being had enough. I agree with you. I think it's so important. And I'm so glad to hear someone else who is on board with that it's a very it's a it's a we're definitely in the minority here yeah. but I have seen um I uh, because I work with a lot of cancer patients and intermittent fasting is absolutely huge for them all naturopaths all functional medicine yeah. doctors intermittent fast skip breakfast fast through lunch you know maybe eat a big dinner these people's cortisol levels their melatonin levels their release patterns is a total train wreck. And if we continue Mm. to fast through the whole day like that or skip breakfast, it's going to continue to support that train wreck. Mm -hmm. Um, Eating meals at certain times of the day is is one way to also support your circadian biology. And I'm right on board with you that starting with a really good high protein breakfast is super, 
super important for hormone and metabolic health, like a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I love it. And so I love that you're not really like married to, you have to do a specific type of diet and it's more individualized based on where the person lives. Like there's a a doctor that was pretty big in the carnivore community and now he's kind of gone and moved to Costa Rica and he's eating all this fruit and stuff and people are getting (laughs) really pissed off and they're getting really confused. And I'm like, well, the dude lives in Costa Rica and surfs all day. He can eat he can eat fruit. Come on people. Like it's not just like fruit is bad. You know, he lives under the sun all freaking day surfing in the ocean, getting all of that charge from the sand and the water. Yeah. Go for it. Eat eat the freaking mangoes and coconuts and whatever the hell you want to have. But if you live in, you know, upstate New York and it's December, you don't need to be going anywhere near bananas or grapes or any of that stuff. Like it's, not yeah. just as like simple as this diet, this diet. And it, yeah. it's, there's so much more nuance to it. There is and that. I think it goes back to like that. People are really wanting you to just tell them what to do. Yes. They want to think, they don't want to think outside of the box or it's too much of a challenge or like, uh, it's too much of a hassle for mm-hmm. some people to change their, their lives in this way. And so I think it's really important then working with people to tell them why you're doing it. Like yes. why suggesting this, like if you eat a banana in January in upstate New York, um, you're going to become more inflamed and set yourself up for type two diabetes. Cause you don't have UVB light to deplete the glucose and do yes. from, but dudes doing surfing down in Costa Rica, like eating plantains and bananas and mangoes or whatever. He's like, he's able to deplete those things from his, his body and not have negative side effects. And we don't make this connection between sunlight and diet, but freaking Mm -hmm. sunlight grows your food. Right. Food is light. You know, it's just another spectrum of light and people just want to think of it as this black and white thing, but without the light, there is no food. You know, we just live in this modern world where we can have everything shipped to us. And yeah. that's not necessarily a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think it's a, I think it's a big one, you know, cause, because not everybody eats like a carnivore diet, Right. Uh, not even our ancient ancestors. Um, I just mm-hmm. read this book on a tribe in, uh, it was an anthropology book on this tribe in South America somewhere. And their main, main staple in their diet was plantains. Wow. And the, Nobody was overweight. They mainly ate plantains. They um, went in the stream and, and fished for fish during the season. Sometimes they would hunt, you know, wild uh, game, but they literally mostly lived on plantains. Nobody was overweight. They like lived outside and basically nothing. And um, there was no health issues like reported throughout the entire book of these people. Wow. Yeah. So we really have to take our environment sunlight into consideration before just jumping on board to a diet that a naturopath recommends or somebody, you know, who's famous. Or you see on the internet. I mean, yeah, exactly. You can Google anything. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people have found me because of the carnivore diet. That's how yeah. my channel grew. That's how I got to be where I am, but there's an evolution to it. You know, there's a place where I spoke out one day and was like, "Mm, 
this is not everything everyone says it is. I still think it's great therapeutically in specific times. I am carnivore still, but you know, it's not the cure-all. Like you were saying last night on your presentation, diet is 33%, right? Of our overall healing journey. And that was like, it made so much sense to me because people are only doing that one little part and expecting, you know, the other percentage to work out. And it's just not enough to just concentrate on that one thing. It's not, it's not, but we're taught that. And then people get really frustrated with, Mm -hmm you know, their health. And so then they'll try a different diet and a different mm-hmm. supplement and a different naturopath or a different functional, you know, doc and yep. with the same result. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really, really huge, um, to address these things for sure. Um, yeah. full spectrum. We need the circadian biology diet. I do homeopathy and I found it to be a really really effective combination. Awesome. Well, I feel like I could definitely talk to you for at least (laughs) another hour (laughs) about this stuff, but I feel like we've given people a good taste of you, what you do. You have a podcast, you have an Instagram, you have Facebook page where you educate people, how to find you and participate and learn from you. Uh, okay. So yeah, if you want to learn more, you can connect on Instagram at sunlight underscore RX. Okay. Uh, you can find me online at heathershepherd.com. And my name is spelled, you know, with an AR at the end. Bard.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I actually am just launching this January, a holistic health coaching certification. It's a 12 month program where I oh, teach wow. people circadian biology, diet, and homeopathy um, in order for them to work with their clients and weave this model into working with their clients to help their clients have better health outcomes. So we get into the science of that. We get into diet and we get into how to work with specific cases like cancer, like diabetes, et cetera, and how to actually approach these these cases. Um, so I'm really psyched because this is the first year I'm, I'm offering the certification program. It starts in January. If this podcast is out before then, you know, you all, yeah, you all can find uh, more about that at holistichealthcoachcertification.com. And yeah, I'm really, I'm really pumped about that because um, I'm, I'm wanting to teach this more to other people because I can only reach a certain amount of people and feel like people are benefiting so much that I want other holistic health practitioners to, um, be able to help their clients in in impactful ways as well. So I'm stoked about that. Awesome. Well, it's exciting. And I will definitely put all those links in the show notes so people can find you and, and learn from you. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh yeah, Sarah was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's show. I really enjoyed talking with Heather, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation and learned quite a bit. As I mentioned earlier, if you would not mind, please do take a screenshot of this show, share it, tag us over on social media, and don't forget to leave me that review up to five stars over on Apple. It will help this to reach more people, which is what I want to do with this information 
a lot of these things that I'm putting on the show are free that we can all do at no cost. So I think it's really important that we keep spreading the word about these things that we can do to heal ourselves. I have more content like this coming. Next week, I actually have an interview with Kate Shanahan all about seed oils. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy that one quite a bit. And I want to thank again, Upgraded Formulas. Love the hair tissue mineral analysis with consultation. Love their magnesium. My code over there is Yogi12. And Optimal Carnivore, the best organ supplements. Such a great way to get in nutrition, especially during the winter months. My code over there is Carnivore Uppercase Y, and you can get those over on Amazon. All right, guys, thank you again for listening to this week's show. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I will talk with you next week. Bye. <laughs>